My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Our property definitely helped to be able to give you that opportunity to, yeah, to take a step back and just, just enjoy that time because, yeah, like you don't get those, those moments back when you're, you know, if you're working, you know, five, six days a week and 12 hours a day. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. Tyron Shum and in this episode, we're back with acquisition manager Liam Kamadi. He shares the details of his property investment strategy, building up a strong asset base. As well as this, learn how to be able to make the switch from engineer to buyer's agent, what resources he used to jump into the market and what role luck played in his career. Last episode with Carmody, we learned that he built up a portfolio of five properties. Let's take a look at how he accomplished this. I wanted to build a like a, a decent asset base for like in residential to start with, um, and then to sort of have that as a like a long term buy and hold to then use that as leverage to then get into like more active investing later on. I know like like people do do it, but like trying to get into developing early days was a bit too risky for me. I'd rather sort of have the asset base behind me to then use that to then leverage off to then, you know, be more active or, or like even with commercial assets, just trying to, you know, get some other passive ones on the way through. So it was more just about building that, yeah, asset base to then leverage off to, to be able to do more like what I'm interested in too, whether it be, you know, developing or um, to, you know, create more passive income like later on once I'm at the point where I might want to take a step back from, you know, like working as hard as I do now or you know like even the career I was previously is sort of like building the portfolio that I have now allowed me to sort of make that choice and I wasn't sort of like stuck in that lane to you know like have a, a massive you know like negatively geared portfolio where I couldn't afford to leave that job that I was in um although it does it does pay quite well in construction but you know that's the that's the challenge I guess trying to build a portfolio safely on the way through that you're not a slave to and it's you know producing the outcomes that you want after working in civil engineering for almost a decade, this portfolio gave him the chance to change careers. Yeah, because it's always been a personal interest of mine and um, probably just opportunity really. So we um, we went to the UK last year, my wife and I, um, took some time off and um, for three months and um, we're over there and some things changed whilst I was over there um, with my role, with the current job I was on and 
and just trying to have that assurity and with a like a young family too just we we spent that sort of three months together with you know my wife's family and just watching my son grow you know even that that three months he was I think he was 12 months when we left and yeah like 15 months when we come back and just like they, they change like young kids as you probably know yourself they they change so quick in that time frame too you know and and I've seen people in construction that I've known for years that have been away from their families and it's it's very hard on on your partner and and kids too not being able to see you so I sort of decided that yeah like some, yeah like some things changed that decided to um, get into that that property um, space and yeah earlier this year uh, made the jump over and yeah started as a buyer's agent in um yeah commercial and residential real estate so that's been a yeah like a really good change for me it's only a, a small sort of um yeah like well, we're, yeah quite um going quite well at the moment there's quite a few clients we're working with now and um like it's just been a really good learning curve for me as well um like the people in the business too they're ex-engineers too which helps so we've got very similar backgrounds and um yeah like very very analytical so we're um yeah quite similar and i think it's a good trait to have when you're looking at property as well you're you're taking all emotion out of it and you're looking you know purely at the investment itself and um, that's one of the key things I find as well. When making the jump from engineering to becoming a buyer's agent, Commodity's connections became helpful. Well, I've known the person that runs a business for quite a while now, um, just sort of loosely, just through just being involved in property really and investing. Um, and then, yeah, it just happened just by chance to just to speak with him about where he was at with running the business and um just from a timing point of view, like I was sort of, yeah, some things changed in my, my personal um, experience with like with family, obviously, and with the role I was in. So reached out and said, look, I'm, you know, looking for a change. And he was looking for someone to help out in the business. And uh, like me having no experience whatsoever in, in property other than what I've done myself. Um, and like him knowing himself too, he's done the exact same thing himself where he's, you know, worked as an engineer for a number of years and built a decent portfolio during that time. And then, made the change as well that was sort of where that connection there and just yeah it was just sort of a just a timing thing really where it was just sort of yeah it's quite lucky how yeah he was at the point where he was looking to grow the business further and um like I'm quite self-motivated too and just was able to just to just to click straight away really that it both worked for us and um yeah now we're here we are now and um yeah it's going really well. Now that Commodity has an established property portfolio and is succeeding as a buyer's agent, he's exploring the possibility of investing into commercial spaces. I'm looking to leverage into commercial now, um, but just because of my circumstances with, yeah, like having having our son um, and my wife being off work, and then yeah, with um, the career change now, it's sort of just taking a bit of a back seat. But um, I think I'll be getting into commercial. It's either I'm sort of in two minds to be honest, whether I try and leverage the equity I've got in the portfolio now to try and yeah get into commercial now and then have that passive income coming in or whether I yeah like get into developing so I'm in sort of into mind to be honest whether I yeah which way I go so just trying to probably see how the next sort of three to six months go really um, and then just sort of focus on the business now and just get yeah like this new career just get that that well like that you know good foundation and helping out our clients and, you know, like sourcing the great properties that um, I've got in my own portfolio and then um, just moving on from there to 
yeah, whether it be commercial or um, development down the track, we'll yeah, wait and see. Investing into commercial properties could be a great opportunity for Kamadi. So, what is holding him back? I mean, what goes through my head now is like uh, commercial is obviously great for passive income, but like I'm only in my early 30s, so like, do I do I need the passive income? Like, I'm still enjoying what I'm doing. I'm still active in property. Like, I don't like I don't necessarily need the passive income right now either. So I'm sort of like, you know, do I leverage into developing, which is what I want to do longer term as a probably, you know, as a another side career and get more active and then, you know, like create more money that way because it's, you know, like I'm, I'm young enough to sort of, you know, take on more and enjoy that that process more because it's, it's not a not a quick turnaround by any means in developing. So you want to sort of get in early and, and you know, reap the benefits in, you know, two, three years. Um and then beyond that, like once you've built more, you know, more income and, and more of a base from there to then later on then get into commercial potentially. So that's what's sort of just in my mind right now, whether I, yeah, like even just from a like a servicing point of view, like is it better off to have the commercial in the portfolio now to then assist with the cash flow during the projects? So I was just trying to weigh all those things up in my head now. Coming up after the break, we learn about what resources Commodity used at the start of his property investing journey. There used to be a show that Margaret Lomas used to host called Your Money, Your Call. He shares the value of having a mentor even if you don't know them personally. There's another one actually, or Tom Panos is another one that I don't know him personally but um, he's quite big in the real estate space. We'll hear what Commodity would tell himself 10 years ago. Probably say, yeah, don't take your eyes off your goal and, and like don't let life get in the way of um, of what you want. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. Hey, let's be real. Deals that can yield 20 to 30% per annum do exist. Don't believe me? Well, here's a story about property development I invested in Victoria. This developer had the project fully funded beforehand but he and his family suffered a loss, a circumstance that led him to be unable to proceed with the development. So I stepped in and in two weeks, we funded the shortfall allowing for the development to continue. Five months later, the development was refinanced and we received our funds back with interest. Yes. There are amazing opportunities in the property market like this one. So, do you want to get a better return with lower risk on your money? Then, register your interest by visiting propertyinvestory.com. It's important to be well researched at the beginning of your property investment journey. Let's hear about what resources Commodity used to break into the market. It's another resource that's now gone but um there used to be a show that Margaret Lomas used to host called Your Money, Your Call. I used to watch that every week which was, um, that was great because there was a lot of experts that had come on each week and you'd sort of be able to see each person's perspective and they all had different you know, attitudes and areas that they invested in. So that was one I used to watch every week. I used to I had a little book which I've still got now that I used to write notes in every single week about you know areas I was looking at or just different structuring things. I had like you know, tax experts on there or depreciation experts and I got quite a lot out of that. Just just listen to people talk every day about or every week about, um, yeah, like the investment space and 
Um, my other books of um, yeah, I've read every property book you can probably imagine, all of Margaret's books, and um, yeah, there's other plenty of other property books I've read um, recently as well. Uh, the one I've just finished uh, is Atomic Habits, which is a, another great book. That's a, another great one for mindset I found, and just trying to like use your body's natural instincts and like on how habits are, are formed and trying to use them to to transform your life and like mainly like using your time more effectively. So there's, that was a really good book I found too. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, good book. Uh, that's one I just finished. Um, even like YouTube, quite, I always watch quite a lot of YouTube. Um, being like quite into the gym too, used to watch quite a lot of the old Arnold Schwarzenegger videos and motivational type stuff that he does. Um, he's, yeah, there's some really good just clips of him and like, you know, whether it's in his bodybuilding days and or like in his, you know, politician days and just had some, he's had an incredible career just across so many different sections. Um, another one, even like Conor McGregor, probably controversial one, but um, he's, he's quite good for like mindset and, and motivation. I find too, I, I quite like the martial arts and at USC. So he's another one that's, um, yeah, he's, he's really good. And then another one in the real estate uh, space that I quite like is a guy called Ryan Serhant. I'm not sure if you've heard of him, but he's um, a US-based real estate agent. He um, there used to be, or there's a show on TV that's um, called Million Dollar Listing, and he's quite divisive again. Um, some of the things he does, but he's written a few books too. Um, one of them, it's called Big Money Energy, which is a really good book. He's all about his, his life really and how he. Um, like just about his career and just little things he does in like structuring his day and even just like how he, he dresses himself each day and just like a mind, like a really like mindset based um, book about, you know, how he's developed his, he's made his own real estate brokerage in, in uh, New York now and um, doing some like really crazy things with social media and uh, like in the, some of the tech space and in like the virtual reality space now too so it's just he's yeah like done some really cool things in his career and he's only probably in his late 30s now but he's yeah another um even like on youtube too he's got some great motivational videos on youtube too as well as these resources commodity has also had help from different mentors i've got some people like even in construction um uh one of my old directors um a guy called Steve Tanellis, he's a, um, a Greek guy, but I find that a lot of the Greeks are, um, yeah, got a well, quite substantial property portfolios and they're, yeah, just do quite well for themselves. And he's, he's another one that, um, yeah, like I've worked with a lot in the past on different projects and kept in touch with and he's, yeah, built quite a big portfolio himself. Um, but he's, he's been really good just for, yeah, like whether it be property or just personal stuff, I've always just reached out to him and had a chat about um, just certain things on the way through and um, there's another one actually or Tom Panos is another one that I don't know him personally but um, he's quite big in the real estate space and um, he does quite a lot of good things too I find um, just on social media and just motivational type stuff um, I remember there was one story he was telling I watched a video of him quite recently where I think he was saying he, got, he had cancer a while back and he was sitting there getting chemo and happened to be sitting next to a guy who was a, a property developer, quite successful and had like millions and millions of dollars. 
And the guy was, I think, in his late 40s, early 50s maybe. And Tom was just asking him because the guy was like he um, had terminal cancer apparently and didn't have long to live. And Tom was asking, you know, what his main regrets are. And he said that he his main regret was, you know, he spent all his time, you know, 20, 30 years building up this portfolio and, you know, doing all this developing. And he, he's never actually got time to enjoy, you know, like all of the things that he'd built. So he had like always like amazing bottles of wine that he had in his wine cellar. And he'd never drank them because he just said, like, I was holding him on. I was holding on to them just for a later day when I, you know, like when I could enjoy them. But, you know, the the poor guy, you know, now died of cancer and never got to enjoy it. So the, the key thing was for for that out of that story, just to on the way through, don't forget to enjoy it, like enjoy the process and just the little things, you know, like whether it be, you know, as simple as drinking a nice bottle of wine, like, you know, drink it now. Don't wait, you know, 10, 20 years to drink it. Like, you know, mightn't be here in 10, 20 years. <laughs> Kamadi's mentors have shared priceless advice with him but he also has some advice of his own. Don't take your eyes off your goal and, and like don't let life get in the way of, um, of what you want. So like, you, like I had a vision quite clearly back then and I've got a similar vision. It might have sort of changed slightly since then but just to, just to keep working hard and to make a reality because yeah, like it, it's, nothing's going to happen for you if you're sitting still. So you've got to just yeah keep keep motivated and, and just keep keep active. Reflecting on his journey, Kamadi is excited to use the knowledge he's developed in the future. I think probably the first thing is just to use my knowledge that I've developed now just to help other people to achieve some great results in property investing. And then just to for me personally, probably just to get more active um, moving forward in investing, whether it be to yeah, get into developing or uh, just to further diversify into commercial and then just to like now I've got a good solid foundation to work off to to take some more risk to then be able to reap the benefits later on and, and to live a yeah like a better lifestyle with our family and go traveling and and all those sort of things. So Liam, you, you've shared so many great things. Um, you've had a very successful journey. Your career has, you know, now stepped into more the buyer's agency and potentially looking into property development commercial. Um, how much do you think of your success has been due to luck? Sorry, not. How much of your success has been due to hard work, skill, and intelligence, and how much of it is due to luck? I think a lot of it's down to just hard work and just putting yourself out there as well. But um, well, one of my favorite quotes is: "Is luck is when preparation meets opportunity." It's one of well, Conor McGregor said it a few times, and I'm sure others have too. But um, like, if you're not ready and the like, opportunity doesn't come up, then yeah, like you, you're never going to have the luck anyway. So, like with this this buyer's agents, you know, career I've taken on now, like I've, in my mind, I've been preparing for you know like a job in real estate for probably, you know, close to ten, if not more years, and then the chance come up and it's just sort of just worked. Um, yeah, like I think another one that's another quote that's probably good that I find is um another one of your guests, Ken McClellan, is um. Property is like a bad haircut. Time fixes everything. So that's one of my favorite ones. Because people try and make money from day one in property, but it doesn't happen. Like you've got to be there for the long term. Thank you to Liam Carmody 
our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you love the show, perhaps you're now ready to invest your money in a low-risk, high-return deal. If you are, then SMS me your name and email address on 0499881040 to become a lender. There are amazing opportunities in the property market right now and I'm looking for lenders who want to invest their money for as short as 6 months. What are you waiting for? Don't let your money just sit in the bank. To register your interest, text me your name and email address on 0499881040. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. 